With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, talking Nebraska basketball now as... The Huskers are back, um, but unfortunately, Robin, um, kind of what we expected out of the gates. I mean, this is a team that didn't play for o- almost a month, and you know they get two games underneath their belt. Uh, Nebraska plays Michigan State, and you know, there are some moments where they show toughness, but they look like a team that was rusty, and they lose by 10. They play Minnesota, and there was a stretch where Minnesota missed how many shots? 25 in a row? or I mean, it was a crazy mm-hmm. number like that where you know most Big Ten teams are going to win a game when a team shoots that poorly and Nebraska got it down to six, seven, seven. And you know, they, they did without Teddy Allen and some of the things, but kind of probably what you thought, Robin, I'm guessing um, what this team was going to look like after a long layoff. Well, they were already bad offensively. And then you basically don't do anything for a full month and have maybe five practices from January 10th to February 6th. I mean, that's, that's the result you're going to get. And uh, obviously there's there's rust to, to knock off, but you know all, it's the same flaws that have been plaguing this team all year long. And then, of course, against Minnesota, Teddy Allen gets benched per coach's decision. Um, you know, from the sound of things, frustration uh, may have got the best of him after a uh, disappointing uh, game, first game back against Michigan State where he was like 1 to 10 from the field, three turnovers, and just had a rough night. Anyway, uh, sounds like, um, you know, things are – that's – one that they're going to move on from, but either way, like there's still issues with or without Teddy Allen offensively. And, you know, watching that Minnesota game, you know, John Beeline, former Michigan coach was on the call and he made a lot of really good points when Nebraska actually just like executed simple plays they were effective and they actually looked good, but there were so many instances where you have guys dribbling into two or three defenders, forcing up shots at the rim, taking rush three-pointers that are contested, um, no passes. Uh, it was just like a like they didn't really have a plan offensively. And for them to be this far along in the season, I get that they had a lot of time off. But, again, this sort of stuff was happening before the break. And now it's just even worse because they're, they're now a bad offensive team that's rusty. And – with them having no opportunities to practice now. I mean, basically, they're going to be playing four games a week through the rest of the regular season. And with the mandatory one day off per week that the Big Ten insists on having, even though they've uh, unshuffled or they've shuffled the schedule around <laughs> uh, unprecedented circumstances. I mean, like Nebraska had a couple hours during shoot around for its first on court preparation for the Wisconsin game. I mean, and for them to expect them to get better, because of this, I mean, right now it's all about survival. The rest of the season is just about attrition for these guys and finding ways to stay competitive, keep the effort level up, and try to keep this thing from completely imploding where you have guys totally mentally checking out the rest of the way. You mentioned John Beeline. Has he been – I mean, has he announced a Nebraska game before? Like, I feel like he ha- – I mean, has he been – I don't know. I only watched the road games, so if he's done a home game, I'm not sure. But uh, that's the first one I've noticed. Yeah, it's it's like when you hear him, you're like, why is this guy not coaching right now? It's it's yeah. it'll be interesting to see 
if he gets himself back in somewhere. Um, oh, he, I think it's probably because he doesn't want to. <laughs> you know, I'm just that that Cleveland thing was a disaster with the Cavaliers when you know every coach wants to coach in the NBA, but he had a good thing going at Michigan, and then now things, Juwan Howard is yeah. Now Juwan's reaping the benefits from that, but uh, yeah, I mean, just hearing a guy like that, like I mean, he broke it down perfectly for you, where uh, he showed exact specific examples of you know Nebraska actually doing what Fred Hoiberg wants them to do, and it worked. I mean, it was the simplest plays where, you know, guys were actually moving the ball around, creating the open look, and knocking down the shot. He's the king of spacing, though, right? Exactly, and so he understands what Fred wants to do. And, you know, there was points where they have a two-on-one fast break, and the guy with the ball just goes straight at the defender, gets the shot blocked, and it's a turnover. Like, selfish that stuff can't happen and or when a guy drives into the lane and instead of kicking out to a wide open three-point specialist on the wing he jacks it up at the side of the rim and it's essentially a turnover I mean because it's such a bad shot had no chance of going in it's listed as a missed shot but it wasn't really even a, a, a close to a high percentage look that cost them a possession and you know every team does those drills the three on two to two on one drill that mm-hmm. you do all the way through high school on I mean it's like a common basketball drill so it, it is surprising when you watch Nebraska that when they have a numbers advantage on the break that these guys don't know how to execute that and I think a lot of it is this team doesn't trust each other uh and that comes with not having success I mean when you go 400 some days without winning a a Big Ten basketball game I mean that that wears on you I don't care who you are what level you're playing uh and with that I think guys are you know they they don't trust each other offensively because I, I think I can't remember who said it earlier this year uh, they said that it was a point where I knew I had to shoot the ball because I didn't know if it was going to get it back. You know, like there, there's no flow off like offensively. There's no like role identity offensively to where every guy's out there trying to win it on their own and try to get theirs. And when you do that sort of stuff, that's exactly what Nebraska's offense is right now. It's a bunch of guys playing selfish basketball that, you know, they don't trust their teammates to a take the good shot or B make the right passes to set them up for good shots. And, that's a that's a recipe for disaster, and it's a real problem that Fred Hoiberg and his staff need to figure out. So, are we looking pretty much Nebraska is going to play about four games a week, yeah, give or take? Like, it, I mean, I, on a seven day week, they're going to go one, three, five, seven, pretty much, yeah. And that's the only way they're going to get to twenty before March 9th. And then obviously March tenth is the start of the Big Ten tournament. Because right now, if you just take what Nebraska has played. Um, there's only 15 total games on the schedule. So there still has to be a way to put five more games in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's games that what we know is Sunday's game at Penn state. That's the, the last confirmed game right now. Now there's other games listed on the schedule, but like the Wisconsin game this week, all of those are subject to change where games are going to get moved around to space things uh, around to where there's at least a 48 hour break, probably if not a back to back with some of these games is because you know, Nebraska is still trying to make up uh, the six games that they had postponed earlier. And, you know, the only way to do that is to just kind of move pieces around and, Nebraska is going to get a lot of unfortunate draws. They're going to play games with zero uh, opportunity to practice or even watch film together, and that's just the nature of the beast. It's it's the situation Nebraska's in, and like I said, you just got to try to keep your head above water and find any semblance of positivity and momentum to build upon for next year. Now they'll play four and seven games a days. I mean, there was a, a year a few years ago when th- they went to 20 conference games. Remember they played all of them after Christmas? Yep. 
And there were some crazy stretches like that, but obviously nothing like this. Yeah, I mean, not consistently for five straight weeks. Everybody had like one games. crap yeah. stretch. Where and then you get like a week off. You know, it, and that they changed that when they moved the two early games in December, which you know was pretty good. And I think the thought was to try to make as many as four games uh, in December, uh, and then that way that opens up your your January February even more uh, to give guys a little bit of a break, but. You know, so be it. It's the the year of COVID, and when you're a team that has literally 50 percent of your tier one personnel test positive in a two week stretch, this is kind of the 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 hole you got to dig yourself out of. All right. Well, lots of Nebraska basketball coverage on HuskerOnline.com as the Huskers play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and Robin Washett will keep you up to date when we come back. We'll take questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.